Hello, Mr. Fox. Hold on one second. You're coming out of the wrong speakers. I have no idea why you're coming out of the wrong speakers, but you are. Ah, FaceTime. I have no idea how to change the speakers you're coming out of in FaceTime either. Okay, hold on a second. Let me just come grab my headphones. Can you say something now? Yeah, you're still coming out of the wrong speakers. Okay, I'm pressing it. record just so I can say, Scotty, why do you, why okay. do you not love me? I have you now. Oh, right. Okay, we'll pretend none of that happened, and um, we're back to our normal, slick, professional selves. Well, I am gonna, I am gonna make some claims for slick professionals. Hold on, man. This is, oh, this is just one second. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, it's oh, the audio is. Say something now. Something now. I've got some sort of crappy crackling on audio whenever I'm talking to anybody on this laptop. All right, uh, give me one minute. I'll call you back on the phone. I'll put headphones in the phone. That might be easier. All right, bye. Hello, Scotty. Hello, John. No way. Is it actually working? It is. I believe it is. Well, there we say. Democracy is working in the United States again, it seems, and uh, so is our audio setup. Yeah, I do I do notice a uh, democracy that uh, was enforced with 25,000 troops on the streets. <laughs> That's true. It's just, um, you know, it's funny when I was watching the, the you know, the, the pool feed uh, that the New York Times carried, you know, to me, part of the most interesting things, aside from, you know, Amanda Gorman's incredible poem and just the the the, the depth and breadth of it and what it meant and the, the exhalation and stuff like that, there was just great kind of incidental footage afterwards. But then there were sections where everybody's kind of out the back door climbing into the various, you know, limousines and then pictures of, of the, the, the barbed wire on it and look like, you know, it looked like the, like Robert Mugabe's compound in Harare. <laughs> it's just... You know, uh, I, I, I assume and hope that it will be dismantled as soon as it can be, and hopefully that will be very, very soon. But there we are. There we are. And and I I find it slightly hurtful that you, you found the survival of democracy and the celebration of a transition more important than talking to me earlier today when you totally forgot that we were recording. That's true, but I, I'm hoping that you and your infinite you know, capacity for forgiveness will do just that. It's not that I have an infinite capacity for forgiveness. I'm just too lazy to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> There's the show title, just too lazy to be angry. Do you, do you think that, 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 that the, the, the reason why we even have a fractional listener is that as lazy as we are to be angry, they're even too lazy to, to switch the channel. It's just that they cannot. Just turn off the background noise, noise while they're on the, the exercise cycle. Somehow we ended up in their podcast feed and they just can't be bothered to take us out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So other than, um, other than uh, uh, you know, um, watching TV during the day, um, what have you been doing this week? 
Well, you know, we had our, our, our first release of the year that went live today, and I was happy that uh, got in another bit of dynamic tech support for, for the the um, Chromecast menu, or it's just the casting menu. It does Chromecast, and then there's something called Dial. Um, so that's helpful. So we just keep moving forward on it. Um, and But it is definitely the case that once you start pulling on the thread, you really you need to keep pulling. Um, so we, you know, we made the decision not to make perfect be the enemy of the good and to release, you know, support for it on, on all the different canvases as soon as we can. But some of them are more complicated the other than others. And there are, always, of course, are always tests that are running that, you know, you kind of have to decide where we're going to go with this canvas. And it's, it's difficult to, to make the investment in redoing some designs unless you know that's what we're going to do. Redoing, I mean, basically adapting them fully and, 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 and going forward and making the choices about how layout changes. Um, some places, you know, we, I'm happy that we were able to do some of the things that were just, you know, obvious and low-hanging fruit and already it's better. But, yeah, you definitely get the feeling that once you start going on it, you just really want to, to, to make the whole app work. But um, that takes time and effort. And part of the reason why it takes time and effort is is that, you know, unless you think about this stuff up front, it becomes difficult, not impossible, but definitely difficult to think about it afterwards. Um, so we'll get there. But I was happy to see that coming out. You're just constantly, constantly having shipping parties, aren't you, really? Something like that. Well, we did have another shipping party because, uh, uh, you know, we, we have our, had our earnings yesterday. And so that was reported that uh, we surpassed 200 million members. And that's nice. That made me happy. That's a lot of money at 10 bucks a month each, isn't it, really? Uh, it's... It, we, it is, and 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 I think we spend it wisely. I mean, that's the basis of it. You know, that I, I was on, on your salary. Oh, oh, Scotty, you're so mean. But <laughs> well, yes, but but I mean, in, in all honesty, no, no, no. I was saying you're worth every penny of whatever two hundred million times ten is a year. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I think that that it is something that is nice, and you know, of course. But I think one of the reasons why we're able to move quickly and 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 do, I think, a very good job across the board is that I think we we have smaller teams that I mean, we've talked about this before but it, it just keeps going you know and 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 now i you know I'm, I'm happy to to be working on on refining things because there's there's always something to refine and but part of the the point that was made in it there's always an, an investor's letter and, and kind of discussion so it's, it's all public anybody can can see it um, but what i find interesting is discussion about about you know they they say okay great you've got these numbers and and where are you going next and I, and, and how did you get there but it still always comes down to the same thing it's like if you have a relentless focus on improving the situation for your customers that's that's more important than anything else it's more important than like what are we going to do to zig and zag you know as as our competitors do this that and the other thing i mean what has gotten us to this point is this relentless focus and what will get us to the next milestones is a continued relentless focus. And I guess for a... My child is taunting me. I, I guess for a company like Netflix, the nice thing is that, you know, as the company gets more and more subscribers, um, you know, your hardware sort of server infrastructure has to grow with that, but, you know, it's designed to do that. But the rest of your, you know, what you do just remains the same. But it's, you know, what you do doesn't make a huge amount of difference with whether it's 100 million or 200 million, which means that um, you just get keep doing what you're doing. But all that extra money can go into new content for all us lovely subscribers or your shareholders' pockets. But, you know, a bit of both, hopefully. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, well, you, you've been having fun this week. It's like, um, oh, yeah. Uh, we've been reminded about how much we hate KVO. 
<laughs> yes. Wow. KV, KV sad trombone. I mean, you know, KVO has its has its place. Uh, and don't be wrong, there are times when KVO is invaluable. Uh, but it has its limitations, particularly when you're doing it in, you know, an older style app kit app with um, Objective-C and not, not with uh, Swift. And, you know, so you register an observer against a, against something and of course everything comes back into you know where all observations come back into just one function in the observer and um you know lots of big if else statements to work things out now you know the the whole of um money well the existing money is driven by kvo it doesn't matter what it is it's driven by kvo how should we do this should we use KVO? Well, we'd have to work really hard to twist KVO to make it work, but let's use KVO. Uh, has been some of the design principles behind Manuel in the past. He's, I think someone discovered KVO and decided it was going to solve everything. Um, I, 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 I mock, but there's a lot of KVO, and a lot of that comes through the fact it's using bindings and, and all bunch of stuff as well. Uh, but we had a, a bug this week. Matt mainly worked on it, actually, but um, got a little bit involved. But it's, uh, you yeah, know, where... We had a, a KVO observation coming in. This is, the, this is what it turned out to be. We had a crash going on, a KVO observation coming in, um, which wasn't being handled by uh, this particular view controller. So it was calling super on the method and passing it through to its ancestor view controller. But somewhere in the ancestor view controllers was something that changed the same property. So <laughs> basically... This KVO method would run however many times it takes to cause a stack to crash um, going through. You know, re- uh, uh, you know, a re-entry error, very, very common type of errors I have. But the, the trouble is with KVO, these things are very hard to track down and find out why it's firing. And everything is just being registered you know, with strings and, and whatever else. So, yeah, it, uh, it just... Um, yeah, it's not a new lesson. It's not something that's never happened before. It's something that will happen a thousand times again yet. But yeah, it just, I've been swearing against KVO. And, you know, one of the goals is to slowly remove KVO from a lot of the code base that's, you know, that's got a lifetime in it. But it's it's one of these things, it's hard to take out. It's because, partly because it's really hard to know what it's doing. If I just don't, <laughs> if if I don't, you know, it, it's a case of, if I don't do this, do I really know that I'm not, it's not broken anymore? Because you never quite know when something will be triggered and what triggered it and why that's happening. And it means, you know, moving away from it to some other method is very, very hard to know that you've got rights, particularly in a complex app where, you know, uh, I mean, this is, as I said, KVO has its uses for monitoring things, and I think KVO at its best is when you're monitoring something simple that's very local. In other words, you know, you, you're you mon- almost monitoring, a class is monitoring itself or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, but we've got KVO where, you know, class A is monitoring a change in class C, which is a property of class B, and they're in two different windows. And, you know, so working out how you rip that out is just like, a lot of mind sucking energy and, and, and carefulness and no real way to, to test it that, you know, have you really broken it unless you get someone, uh, you know, your QA can 
basically test every scenario to make sure that there's some random notification that you would have been getting is no longer being got or then there's a consequence to that. So, yeah, horrendous, horrendous. So there we are. I just felt, you know, if you're sat there in your app right now and you're thinking KVO will be a good solution, uh, go slap yourself with a wet fish, um, bring yourself to your senses and, um, you know, and, and then think again. It, it makes me think of several things, though, because when it came out, you know, it, it was an amazing thing, especially with bindings. It was great, grand and glorious. And you are absolutely right. It, it does work extremely well in, in certain circumstances, but people really definitely abused it. And they and, and then when people started discovering problems and realizing how how, you know, dependent their apps became on it, they, then then people started saying, well, it's, you know, it's the it's the worst system in the world, except for all others. Now, I think that there there certainly are alternatives, and KVO just looks like a, a circular firing squad. <laughs> that is, that is a good way to describe it. KVO is a circular firing squad. Yes. <laughs> and, you just, you just, and you're watching it, especially as you're talking about it's like in a number processor cycle that are required before the, before the app just I think it's like playing, over and dies. playing Russian roulette with a, a six bullet revolver with six bullets in. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there we are. It's entertaining to watch. <laughs> And it, but but and, and now as you describe it, it reminds me of something. I think I've mentioned it, you know, in, in show three hundred ago. But th- there was such a glorious talk I remember that Michael Johnson of, of Pixar gave back in the good old days when we used to go physically to WWDC. Um, but he talked about about you know old code bases that have things in them that that you know are critical but are very difficult to to remove and he says it's like walking down the hall and you see a colleague of yours with an enormous spike in their forehead and your first inclination is like holy shit are you aware that there's a spike in your forehead does that not give you terrible headaches how do you get up in the morning and after you're done seeing that your first inclination is to rip the spike out and he says don't because the patient will bleed out before you can fix the problem and it's kind of true <laughs> it is i think we've come up with three very um very uh suitable sort of um anecdotes of fit kvo there with a circular foreign squads russian roulette with a gun of full of bullets and ripping sharp objects out of that are stuck into people i think that that is fairly much how it goes yeah this but this yeah. whole code thing and things not working i remember i was working on a project many many years ago back in the 90s uh, it was a mainframe project using the old language PL1 uh, mainly, but we were migrating a system from one mainframe to another, and it required some changes as these things did in those days. And um, so every piece of code you took across, you would verify, check, and do some tests on and whatever else. And we found this one piece of assembler code from around that had been, um, it had a, a date on it from about ni- then sometime in the 1960s. I mean, it was that old, and no one could quite work out what it was doing, but we knew the system didn't build if we took it out. So we put it back in, and we let it build, and it's still there now, I should imagine. So there we mm. are. It's, it's, uh, it's in there. But, it's, uh, but I think the, the thing is with things like bindings, um, and, and, you know, it, and we've had this conversation a hundred times before, so if you're the partial listener who happened to be on the show last time we had this conversation, then do apologize again. Yeah, they make development very easy. Um, it's the same with things like RxSwift and all of these uh, 
um, reactive type frameworks, it makes development very easy, but it actually makes maintenance very hard. And, you know, I, I think sometimes, obviously, the pressure is always to ship, always to ship, always to ship. And so if you can develop something in half the time by doing it this method, um, then, you know, of course, that's a very attractive option. And um, especially if it's the first time you've used it, you do not yet know the problems it's going to cause. You just see the advantages it's giving you. But, you know, if you're going to spend one year developing an app and then five years maintaining it, you know, the maintenance does become uh, an issue. And, and, you know, they say over the lifetime of an app, its development costs will be, you know, 10 times more for final debugging and maintenance than probably the cost of development if it's an active ongoing app. So therefore, you know, looking at that factor, how maintainable is this should be a factor in choosing things. And so it's not that KVO is a bad technology. It's just that often the way it's used, and particularly in Moneywell, which is a you know a code base back from you know the the mid uh, you know around two thousand and eight and two thousand and eleven sort of period, you know where KVO was very you know in in vogue. Um, yeah, it, I think sometimes it's just people get excited and they use this stuff because it looks helpful and useful, and it is. But then sometimes you don't really know the consequences till later on. And I'm not slagging people off because actually, you know, uh, who, who who wrote this code because this was what you did back then. You know, this was just, you know, if you were learning to do Mac development, if you were just pushing through, this is the way it was done. This is what Apple told you to do. Um, this is how the samples work. This is how all the books, I say all the books, the book, <laughs> the one book <laughs> um, taught you to do it. So this, they, you can't criticize the app um the people who wrote the app for doing that because this is what we were taught and shown um but you know we're living with the consequences yeah but i guess the the counter argument if such as there may be one is that you know sometimes being able to to make something ship quickly then at least gets you to to get to the day where you then have that problem that is true yeah because again i've worked on lots of projects that are just never going to ship uh, the, the next version of Moneywell might be one of them. Um, yeah, they will be talagented. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, that, that moves us on a nice, a, a nice segue. We said uh, we said last week that we were talking a little bit about what we were hoping for 2021 or 2021, however you prefer to say it in your part of the world. Um, so uh, I've just said they're shipping Moneywell, the next version of Moneywell. I think I put that in the beginning of my list last year. And um, it never happened. It's, you know, we've spoken about lots of reasons on this show throughout the year. It never happened. And then I said last year, uh, last year, feels like last year, last week, that we'd picked up some more client work that um, we'd done and we got a little bit more than we were planning for. So that's actually reduced our time that we have to spend on Moneywell. So how we how we ship Moneywell this year has become a big, you know, a, a big discussion of the last week. And we've made some some thoughts and I'm, you know, and some technology decisions that um, we'll talk about over the coming weeks and see how they work out. But uh, we've one one of the things that <clears throat> we we've sort of come to accept. I don't think realize because I think we realized it, but maybe acknowledge is not the right way of doing it. Is we have been, you know, uh, we have been treating money well as an engineering problem to solve. Whereas actually what we should have been doing is looking at it as a product from a business point of view 
and saying what you know money well as a business what are the best decisions to make for it as a business and just going back through a whole bunch of things we realized that well some of the things we've chosen were may have been the best engineering decisions they've actually been pretty poor business decisions and we've had this discussion a hundred times before about tying up um you know balancing business decisions versus uh, engineering decisions and particularly how bad indies are at making the business decisions and i've sat here and said that a hundred times while doing exactly the same thing like a complete hypocrite um so yeah so we've been back through some stuff we've analyzed some of the decisions we made and decided they from a business point of view they don't make total sense and so reevaluating and making some changes so maybe i'll talk about some of those over the coming weeks of where we're saying this is how we would have done it engineering wise but because we need to ship this thing because we need to treat this thing as a business um yeah because one of the reasons we do client work is because the income on moneywell is terrible um and so but now we're trying you know we're struggling on moneywell because we have client work um so the only way we're going to be able to reduce the client work is to increase the revenue the money well makes so it has to be driven more as a business unless it's an engineering project um and sometimes that's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to hear me bitching about it but anyway my first goal for 2021 is to ship the next version next major version of money well John, have you got a goal? I do. I mean, and 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 there's kind of an overarching goal, and there are lots of different, uh, you know, kind of um, steps along the way. And so, I, I necessarily have to be vague about it um, to you and, and and our half listener. But generally speaking, um, you know, when I think about the work that, that I enjoy doing on 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 our app is when you think about what you can do with a mobile device, it, it, there's there are kind of big differences between the 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 way you think about it if if your mobile device is the sole computing device that you have which for for many people across the world that's the case versus it's a a device which may be primary for certain tasks when when you're out and about or when you're kind of sitting around bored and and at best is a secondary device when you're in front of another one like if you have a big 10 screen 10 foot tv that's where you you know are probably going to be watching your 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 series and 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 movies not necessarily on your tiny phone but your tiny phone can be doing a lot of different interesting things like it's you know you can provide a, a, a there are certain things that a touch based interface in your hand are just very very good at doing so i i, I want to to work on on more things um that bring those to bring those together and then that's 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 my personal goal for for this year um, and there, there are a lot of steps, a lot of things to, that, that can be done. And I think my, my, my general goal as well is, is by the end of the year is to, to have, you know, to, to, to basically do as, 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 as a good a job as can, can possibly be made or, or could reasonably done. I mean, that's, 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 let me say it, take maximum advantage of the technologies that are out there, like voiceover, like dynamic type, like voice control and whatever else you know, may come down to the pike so that, that we, we just don't leave things on the table that we could. Um, and that, that's a big goal because there's, there are lots of moving parts to it, but it is something I, I think that we can get to. That's really cool. That's quite an exciting goal as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I was, well, I mean, it was funny because, uh, you know, there, there, I was asked, you know, there, there's this, this thing that's going on now with the, the Netflix engineering uh, Twitter account where they ask, you know, they, they have the hashtag ask a Netflix engineer. And I was asked yesterday about kind of what gives me passion for, for working on accessibility. And, 
And, you know, I can put it in the show notes, but generally speaking, it just comes down to that there's there's no greater feeling than seeing the smile on somebody's face when they're able to navigate your app. And by the same token, there's nothing more kind of, you know, heartbreaking when you see a frown and smiles are, are, are better than frowns, but both are highly motivating. And it's kind of interesting uh, about that. You know, in, in general, it's like you, you work hard to be able to make people happy and you want you you need to hold on to that feeling when you find out that people are unhappy and that, you know, it's, it's that kind of circular yin yang thing that 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 moves you forward. You know, you, you want to have more of the good feeling and, and get through the bad. And, and, and the fact that somebody is feeling bad, it, it shouldn't be like, oh, wow, that's terrible. Well, it sucks to be them and it sucks to be me. But now I'm going to move on to something else. It's like if, if you can kind of hold on to the, 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 the hold on to the, the, the displeasure just long enough to spark, but not to, to dwell on it or to, to use that as a, as a reason just not to do anything because it makes you feel bad to think about it. It's a tough thing to do, but it is possible. There we are. Moments of wisdom from Mr. Fox. There we go. Yeah. Stunning. Well, John, something ended this week. What ended this week? My life as an Android user. Oh, really? Oh, no. Why? Because you killed yourself or you killed your phone? <laughs> no, no, in fairness. So I got, the, I got the Android phone back in October and I said I'd give it three months um, hmm. to, to do it. And it was, this was my, my previous iPhone. I dropped and broke the screen. It didn't work anymore. This was before the 12 announcement, but, you know, um, it couldn't have been October. It must have been earlier than that. It was before the 12 uh, announcement, so uh, you know, it was maybe a month before they were going to be available. Uh, so I didn't want to go out and spend. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't want to buy an iPhone 11, basically, with with just a month to go. Um, so I went out and bought uh, a Google Pixel 4a, which was about 300 bucks, just on the basis that you know, one day we may wish to do an Android, you know client for Moneywell. Um but yeah, I always complain about iOS apps that have been migrated from Android and just use Androidisms because you know they've not taken on native adoption. I said, well this is just like we're treated as a, a learning exercise and um I'll just use Android. And it was really confusing. For the first month or two it was really confusing. Uh, but I have to say on the whole over the last four months uh, there's been very little I couldn't do and some things extra I could do uh, by being an Android user than, than being uh, an iOS user. Um, but the the uh, so and the phone has been great. It's been it's been really good. I mean, it's not as good as an iPhone 12, but it's a third of the price. Um, but uh, the thing uh, that uh, didn't um, sort of add up for me um is is firstly developing ios apps i should have an ios device so that does you know and do i really want to spend you know a a thousand bucks on a better device just to sit on my desk because i'm now an android user no of course i don't um and secondly it's uh iMessage just not getting messages from people yourself included because your phone still say send to me on iMessage but i wasn't on iMessage so it would arrive on my laptop if I was there, but not there. And just obviously because of the company I keep, um, that was quite frustrating. And and thirdly, I think if you know because I'm a Mac developer, I use possibly quite a lot of Mac software. 
uh, made by other Mac indie developers, and they don't always have Android mobile solutions. So that's where you know there's a couple of things like I'm a different think Pro user, um, and that doesn't have um, a, a, an Android mobile app, but it does have an iOS one. So I think just the, the ecosystem, because I'm in the Mac ecosystem, so it had nothing to do with really the the quality of Android. It had more to do with the people I spend time communicating with and uh, the ecosystem. I mean, iOS is just a better fit. So, yes, I am now the, the owner of a shiny new iPhone 12 Pro. I spent ages, I, was, I spent ages thinking, do I want to go for the Mini or do I want to go for the Max? I love I love the the um the size of the mini for fitting in your pocket but my eyesight's getting worse but I'm not a permanent glasses wearer um I I wear glasses to read I I don't need them for general use so I sometimes don't have them with me because I've left them on my desk I've left them with the book I was reading or or whatever else um and the the size of the screen of the iPhone mini meant there'll be times when I couldn't read it um, and if you use the adaptive text it's a small screen it's not, you know, you're going to end up ruining it. So I thought, oh, but I do like reading on my device as well. So should I just go for a Max? And um, uh, and I love the idea of the big screen on the Max, but actually just the, the size of carrying it around just in the end, I decided not to. So I got the Pro, not because I was massively... Um, keen on the on the pro is is the one it's just because it's in the middle of the two and seemed like a good compromise <laughs> so um yeah but uh whether i will regret not getting the mini or getting the max as time goes on time will tell so there we are i've come back to i've come back to the world of of, of civilization john well i'm willing to to keep conversing with you i, I had that problem i mean because it's a pretty common thing i have a, a colleague of mine who um was joining you know basically joining a type of virtual team to be able to do for for the android team what had been done on the, on the ios team and it was a, a back-end transition um so he said well okay i need to, to to know what it's like so he started carrying an android phone and and he was part of a, a group message that i have with another of my colleagues these are the people i went to to india with um and so when you have two people on on iphone and one person on android messages just don't work you know messages of the type that we like to to send where we're constantly embedding links or video and and whatnot um and it just never works so at least i got us all on signal and signal my gosh it's great software um and it solves that problem but there 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 aren't all these there aren't you know cross-platform solutions for for everything like that but signal sure is a good one and I was also thinking <laughs> while you were telling me this that I don't think anybody has ever written a song. Almost dropped my Pixel Five, <laughs> but uh, no. I was good. I, I am getting thinking about getting one also because of a project I'm, I'm hoping to start working on where I do need to see what life is like on on the Android side. So it, it, I don't I don't really think I, I need to, nor do I really want to have it as a carry phone. But I do need an Android phone that I can do some testing on. So and it's from what I've understood, the Pixel is a decent one an attractive alternative to to you know a samsung device which is like a 90s pc with a bunch of crapware jammed onto it and a bunch of shells that sit on top of android although some of them are probably good if you want to get an android phone you it's either the pixel 4 or the pixel 4a i think the pixel i'm not sure if the pixel mm. 5 is that so basically the four, the 4 is the is the the equivalent of the the 12 or the 12 pro and the um and the 4a is equivalent of the se 
So this is why my comparisons needed to be. Uh, when I was comparing the camera, it was unfair to compare it with a 12 Pro. I had to compare it with a, you know, a, an iPhone SE type of thing uh, in there. But it, I mean, it's 300 bucks. It's it's actually a very. I tell you what I miss coming back to the iPhone. I've only had the iPhone 12 a couple of days. Arrived anyway, is the fingerprint. Um, it doesn't use FaceTime uh, Face um, right. ID, obviously on Android or this particular phone doesn't anyway. But um, you know, it's got a fingerprint sensor and it's on the back of the phone. So as you pick mm. the phone up, your finger sits on it. It you know by the time you come up, everything is in and done, whatever else. And even though I like Face ID. I wish we had both on the iPhone and I wish the fingerprint thing wasn't on the home button that was on the back because, you know, if you just pick your phone up just for a moment and just tip it towards yourself so you're not actually in front of your face, it will still come on. You know, masks, obviously. So, um, yeah, um, fingerprint identification, I would go, I would, I would go back to. Uh, it's in there. I, I think one of the problems with Android as well, it was just too configurable. <laughs> I, I, there were so many options, I didn't know what to do half the time, whereas the iPhone just doesn't let you do anything, so it's easy. Exactly. Well, hopefully that, you know, all the chatter about having, putting the fingerprint sensing into the screen, so no matter what sloppy mayonnaise-covered digit you, you put on your phone, it will log you in. And there we are. So talking about mayonnaise-covered digits... I have no idea. I'm going to be disgusting. Because <laughs> I hate mayonnaise. It's disgusting. Oh, I love mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. I'm a, I'm a mayonnaise fan. But there we are. Oh, God. Now you tell me. I forgot it. I quit. Of so, course, you don't. You, do you not like mayonnaise at all? It's it's foul. It's just, you know, other, I mean, if you make it yourself with, a, with an egg that you actually watch, that you know about the chicken that came out, you just use the yolk and you use a really nice olive oil, then it's okay. But, oh, but no, no. the you... shit that comes out of a jar, it's slopped onto... Ugh. No, no, I, I, I agree. You have to make it yourself. You have to make it yourself. That I just, I agree with. You don't use olive oil. Olive oil is too strong, too strong a flavor. You need a flavorless oil, a good quality flavorless oil. And again, it all comes down to to the eggs that you use yeah so nice organic eggs and you know nice big juicy yolks and a good quality flavor olive oil makes mayonnaise taste really weird uh yeah and and salt and then um really nice uh um, cider vinegar or white wine vinegar yeah so homemade mayonnaise yeah the stuff the stuff coming from a jar is is a totally different thing yeah totally totally agree don't don't touch don't don't touch the jar make it yourself (laughs) okay that's 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 my man. How do we get onto this? So if you're going to cover your digit in mayonnaise, do it properly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. None of the I none think... of the KVOs of mayonnaises that come in jars. Do it properly. Proper architectured <laughs> mayonnaise to cover your digits with. <laughs> right. I think we should probably end because I think we're str- yeah, I think, I think so. we're struggling for content. <laughs> um, so John, if people want to um, tell you that your opinion of mayonnaise is horrendous. Not jarred mayonnaise, but just mayonnaise in general is horrendous. What um, you know, what, where should they do that? Well, now in a complete vacuum of misinformation campaigns, that you can find me on on Twitter, where we can discuss this is the most important topic of the day. So I'm Jembe. That's D J E M B E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to tell you to stop making you know poor business decisions in the name of good engineering decisions, where might they do that? Uh, they can also do that on Twitter. Uh, where they can send it to Mac Devnet. Well, John, it's um, it's been good to chat, and um, I look forward to doing it again next week. 
But uh, thank you for joining me and thanks to our listeners for joining us. And until next time, did I say listeners? Wow, I am getting confident for this year, aren't I? But anyway, however many however many of you are, there are. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, it's time. You... However much of you is, there is. Which so that makes me last, uh, last thing. It's like, if I don't know. Well, no, I'm going to shut up. All right, goodbye. <laughs> And uh, maybe a new ending. May your fingers, may your digits always have plenty of mayonnaise. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I have no idea where we got to that from. <laughs>